Hey guys, welcome back to the Dark Side of the Moon podcast. In today's episode, myself and Anne continue on with our series of episodes all about pups by speaking about another one of those frequently asked questions when it comes to puppies, which is how to keep them entertained in the early stages in particular. We speak about what to focus on to set your new puppy up for confidence in our world, but also point out what should be avoided as it may well be harmful to your puppy's development long term. So, hope you enjoy. Right, here we are again. Yay! Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks very much. Good. Um yeah, let's let's talk more about puppies. Yay! If you're okay with that, of course. <laughs> Always. We can talk about other things. Politics. Would, no, no, definitely no. not. No, let's just do puppies. Cool. Politics. Okay. It'd be a short <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's enough a crappy uh, podcast about all that crap that doesn't absolutely. actually matter, everybody, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just puppies. Yeah. Yeah. Puppies. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about things that make people smile. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about that. things that matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So we said we'd we'd come back and talk a little bit about, or a lot about, let's see, um, mental (laughs) exercise and play. And Mm -hmm. I suppose it's it's something that people ask a lot of, whether it's on our program or in general with pets, like, what do I do? How do I keep puppy entertained? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that puppies are... Like one of the joys of puppies and why I love them so much is that they're entertained by everything. Like everything is amazing. Everything is exciting. Everything is wow. And, you know, for exploration and and that kind of stuff. So it's actually, you know, not terribly difficult to keep puppies entertained um, yeah. and keep them busy and, and introduce new new things for them. You know, that's one of the joys of hanging around puppies, isn't it? That they just have this lovely attitude to the world. Like everything is wonderful. So yeah. naive and innocent, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It's why, well, it's one one the like many reasons why I love dogs so much. But they're just so usually enthusiastic about mm-hmm. like anything you can say to them. Let's do whatever. And they're yes, like, yes, yes. yeah. Yeah, let's do you that. You mean with you? Yeah, yeah. I'll do well, that. that's it, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's as you're building that relationship, as they're developing that relationship, suddenly it's just a we'll just do whatever we can do if we can do it together. You yeah. know, it's whatever's happening. It's so we just cool. do it together. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, we're doing this podcast, and my dog is lying here beside me, and you know, and he's yeah. just quite happy to be here because we're just like, obviously podcasts are boring to him. Um, yeah. And uh, he's just quite happy to be here because we're together. Yeah, um, and Mag's just, behind me out for the count here. Yes, yeah, bored by us talking about well, other dogs. Anyone wants an easy dog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah lurchers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Amstaff's. Amstaff's not easy. <laughs> no, Fun, yeah, yeah. but not easy. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's amazing. Um, he's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in 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 general, the recommendation, I suppose, is um, that pups. Usually you're getting them when they're they're after getting at least, well, uh, most most of the time they've had one vaccine, right? right. So yeah. we said... Ideally, really, ideally they would be home going home with one vaccine. That would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. I suppose. Yeah, let's not presume. But yeah, in, in general, you, you would hope that's, that's kind of the expected thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. always happen, but that's the expected thing. So we spoke about it before about not doing too much and it's already enough of a challenge for the puppy to to come to the new home and yeah. experience all of this change but then hopefully when you you've gotten over those first few initial hurdles and maybe they're mm-hmm. sleeping better toilet training is doing pretty cool and the puppy's behavior will then let you know that they're right. needing more yeah yeah 
so now here we are and this is your puppy so you know how can i suppose use this this time now in, in the best way possible what should people be doing um in regards to playing and entertainment and stuff like that so like it's a bit, it's about creating a kind of an enriched world for mm. puppy isn't it you know yeah. and so that like you've already mentioned some of those things so just puppy learning where they go to the toilet mm. learning where they can rest safely where they sleep for like longer you know conked out sleeping um you know all of those things are super important where they get fed where you know all of these various things happen how do they get to those things that is part of enrichment you know people think that enrichment is like a con toy or a puzzle or something like that and that's yeah. not really what it is it's an entire world we're creating um mm. for that puppy and it starts with those basic things you know those basic kind of functional spaces where do I do this stuff where does Mm -hmm. this stuff happen how do I get there how does this stuff happen and I suppose you know there are several different things that we want to do with puppies we want puppies to to we want to grow their brains I mean that's what you have to do Um, and that's what's happening at this time which is why it's so important to use what we refer to as behavioral markers so the puppy's behavior tells us what part of the brain I suppose is developing at that time Mm -hmm. and for the brain to develop it requires challenge and I think we probably talked about this before, awful mm-hmm. early classical experiments where kittens were blinded and things like yeah. that. I mean, you know, do we really want to talk about that again? <laughs> probably not. But anyway, if the brain isn't provided with uh, appropriate challenge, well, it can't develop. So the mm-hmm. de- development is stunted, essentially. Um, so we want to make sure that, you know, when you get your puppy home at eight weeks, like what are the things they're doing? Well, they're trying to move about a whole lot. They're trying to run a whole lot. They're trying to climb. They're trying to dig. All of these things that are surrounding kind of locomotion and coordination. So that means we give them plenty of things that challenge that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we want to do this safely. So we want to set up worlds where we can bring our puppy, whether it's to the garden or whether it's somewhere somewhere else, depending on the age of the puppy and all those things, um, that where the puppy can just be a puppy without needing our guidance and micromanaging, where the puppy can just do this stuff safely. So that's what we're really thinking about is how can we set up a situation where a puppy can just do that, um, you know, where they're going to be safe and we don't have to be in there luring them with food or scattering a whole lot of food if it's not necessary and, mm-hmm. you know, letting the, letting the environment do the talking and letting them, you know, put their best foot forward and find out things and, oh, this works or I'm not quite coordinated or strong enough to get my back legs underneath me in this situation and that's all what that is about so between that kind of as they move towards 16 weeks and we talked about this last time in relation to sleep they're gradually increasing in activity so they need Mm -hmm. more space and opportunities to move about and do stuff so they need to you know they really are action jackson at that time you know they're really into everything i want to move about and and do things and it's like they suddenly you know have coordinated enough to be able to run so now they want to run (laughs) a whole lot you know it's like this new skill Um, and they want to climb things and they want to jump things and i'm not suggesting that we're you know running the legs off puppies or allowing them to jump heights or anything like that which can be damaging in the long term but Mm -hmm. certainly to make sure that they get to practice these little things in a very safe way and that's what i mean by setting up safe situations for this stuff to happen so that we don't Mm. have to intervene a whole lot and puppy gets to do these things you know so getting them onto different um substrates so grass or gravel or concrete or whatever um getting them onto different terrains different gradients so uphills downhills um 
and monitoring puppies very carefully for fatigue. Um, mm. You know, so this idea, this old idea of five minutes, what was it, five minutes of activity per month or something like that, mm-hmm. that really isn't evidence-based. And we have, you know, we have better understanding of that, that really, you know, we want to keep puppies safe in terms of making sure that we're not over-exercising them physically. Yeah. Um, and we're not letting them do a whole lot of jumping up or down things, not doing a whole lot of stairs up or down stairs, not doing a whole lot of twists and turns. And importantly, not doing a whole lot of really, really high octane physical dog dog play um, mm-hmm. because the turns and the bangs that yep. they experience during that can have long term impacts on their physiological development. Um, so we don't want to be putting them into those situations. So it's about a balance, really, isn't it? All, all these things are really about finding that balance, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, so that puppy needs outlets to be active and to move around, um, you know, to enhance uh, physical development and coordination and um, muscle development and all of those things. Um, and then they also need lots and lots and lots of appropriate challenge of the cognitive type, mm-hmm. you know, so kind of mental exercise type they need you know physical challenge they need cognitive challenge they need social challenge when we say challenge things that encourage them to interact and behave you know um with with those kind of situations so yeah they their puzzles are definitely helpful but getting them doing a whole lot of sniffing getting Mm. them hanging out with you know cool model dogs so it doesn't always have to be high octane and one of the things that i emphasize a ton with puppies and believe it or not i have found really difficult to get people to do is to play with their dogs (laughs) and that might sound silly (laughs) and might sound weird um right (laughs) but it's really difficult and because i think we think we tend to think of play as either throwing a ball or doing Mm -hmm. things to the puppy with a toy or with Mm -hmm. some item or um we think of it as you know using play as a way of teaching you know so-called impulse control or play Mm -hmm. as a reward in you know in you know training exercise or for mm-hmm. uh, sports training or whatever it is but actually play should happen for play's sake and it should just be a goofy interaction it should just be a fun interaction it shouldn't be about you getting the toy or puppy waiting for the toy or whatever the other you know things are um that actually it should just be about you having fun mm. um and and it's because, bonding isn't it yeah yeah and play is kind of useful because it teaches so much more than just um you know how to tug with a puppy or whatever like tug doesn't mm. even have to toy doesn't even have to be present tug doesn't even have to be present um and the you know like we want to actually have give and take. It should be like a dance and not, you know, just your puppy learning how to play keep away, mm. uh, which is what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're learning. They're learning how do I keep the remote control away from this, you know, slow human, basically. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's, what, that's what you're teaching them <laughs> if you play those games. Um, <laughs> because that's what they learn. They're storing up that information, you know, for when they really need to keep something very valuable off you. Um, mm. They're learning all those things. So um, it's, a, it's, it's about doing that. And if I could get puppy people pet owners at all to get more engaged with playing with their dog true play um mm. i would be i think i would die happy at that stage actually <laughs> and the reason i i mentioned it with puppies is because it's so much easier to motivate puppies um in this and if you start that off with them when they're that young it mm. becomes a really really nice kind of lifelong thing that's going on you know um mm. and goes on and works forever and ever and ever um so you know if we can get them started with puppies um i think that's good <laughs> it's yeah a, it's just a little bit easier yeah 
So to like when you mentioned puzzles there, and I know we spoke mm-hmm. about this in a previous episode, and I was actually talking about Maggie and stuff like that. Um, when you, you don't want to make them too challenging, obviously mm-hmm. for the for the pups yeah. either. Yeah, so appropriate challenge is should actually be the caveat there. So everything is about appropriate challenge and the puppy's behaviour tells you this because what we should be doing is kind of, you know, enrichment, if it is truly enrichment, which it rarely is, um, <laughs> is it should be goal oriented. So like what are the behaviours that we should be getting out of this? What should we, mm. What are we trying to help this puppy with? What are we trying to provide them with? What outlets are we trying to give them? Um, and, you know, we don't want it to be frustration related behaviours. We don't mm. want it to be um, the puppy giving up and not wanting to interact or not persist with it uh, any further. And that so often happens. Um, and that tells us, you know, that's immediately telling us that that um, chat level of challenge isn't appropriate for that individual mm. you know so we have to there's some revisions needed and so it's just taking the feedback then from that um, puppy's behavior then is really valuable because it tells you what they need more or less of basically and how to um how to kind of shape that for them okay so be a goofball with your puppy and mm-hmm. yeah yeah just, yeah and like what better what better context than to do that with like puppies are the ultimate goofballs yeah. um you know so you know, do that. They don't judge you either. You can no, just... they don't. And actually you will love it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the goofier, the better. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, on, on top of that then, so simple, any, 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 of these, any, any simple things that people can, can do in, in those early few weeks, that would be easy for most people to be able to do that would benefit the dog in relation to, like, I know we spoke before about, um, you know, puppies' back legs and that's mm-hmm. their awareness of them. Is mm-hmm. right. You know, when they're when they're younger, any, anything mm-hmm. of those kind of things. Um, not yeah. too challenging. Any any of those suggestions that you could well, give? Well, like you know, what we talked about there was you know different substrates, different gradients, mm-hmm. climbing up and over things, um, getting them, you know, giving them areas that they can dig in. Like really, the one hundred days enrichment program. Do that. Yeah. That's yeah. the easiest way. So that was to save me having to try and give loads of ideas to people. I would just now I can just go no, just go there and do those yeah. things. Just, <laughs> just do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 amazing. It really, really is. We always say it, but it really, really is. But there's, yeah, like there's, there's a, a never ending stream of, of things that you can be doing and it doesn't have to cost a lot. Oh like, yeah, no, like know. this, yeah, there's, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, costly at all, you know, and really, you know, just like children, I suppose, what puppies want is they want your time. So mm. you can buy them all these amazing toys and, and all that sort of stuff and that's fine. But if, you know, if we're just getting toys to give it to the puppy so that the puppy's doing something so we don't have to interact with them, well, then I think there's something lacking there. Yeah, of course. And the, the amount of frustration that's going to be building yeah. for that dog is incredible. And again, they're going to let you know yeah. You know, so no amount of money you're, that you can throw at it is going to <laughs> fix it. They they uh, ultimately want food and and your time, your time or attention. Yeah, they yeah. want to be interacting with you. And if if they're doing that, then they shouldn't need a whole lot of things to keep them busy and quiet. Mm. They should be able to rest then and be satisfied that their needs are met. And I think that's something that's missing because we've come into this habit now of keeping dogs busy all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like they have to learn how to be bored because that allows them to kind of switch off switch and off. allows them to rest. And their brain isn't thinking, oh, God, what's coming next? What's coming next? What 
what do I need mm. to prepare for next? Um, yeah. You know, that they can just be. And I think that's something that's definitely lacking because, you know, again, it's about balance, isn't it? You yeah. know, we, we do need to make sure that we're meeting our dog's needs. And sometimes that can be really difficult because oftentimes we will have chosen a type of dog that was developed for full on action station stuff, you know, and that's it can maybe be beyond what a pet home or a companion home can offer. So I think we do have to, there does need to be balance there. Uh, and I would say that probably most dogs need more interaction in their lives, not less. Um, um, you know, that, that seems to be something that's terribly lacking. And the most effective type of, of uh, enrichment is interactive enrichment. So where there is social interaction happening, that you're involved in that, that is the most enriching of enrichment, if you like. Um, and that's what puppies need because they're learning about being in our social world. Um, and mm. if we're just doing that, you know, for a few minutes a day in a training exercise, um, well, that's probably not going to give you the benefits of living it, if you like. So I want I want to encourage people to live it rather than think about training sessions in boxes, you know, that happens <laughs> in this five minutes here and five minutes there. That actually should be a lived experience because that's actually what we want to prepare the dog for. Yeah. You know, that's what puppy being with puppies is all about. It's about preparing them. It's about all the stuff we do now is actually what's going to contribute to the dog we have in two years' time or five years' time or ten years' time. And make um, life a lot more enjoyable yeah, and easier. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely yeah it's yeah no so definitely living it rather than thinking of like training sessions which is terribly uncomfortable to me um <laughs> and not something that i really want to do uh you know because who wants to do that like it's like school nobody has i know fun that. we're always you know. talking about that trying to make mm -hmm. it fun for yeah, the puppy everybody. but also for the yeah. human like otherwise yeah. we're just not usually motivated to do it right yeah you know short-term gain yeah yeah yeah, so trying to make it fun um, mm -hmm. and less serious, you'll actually learn. It's actually easier for you to for humans anyway to uh, to absorb new information if they're doing it in a fun way, uh, yeah. and certainly for dogs as well. Um, so, okay, cool. So, <laughs> right. So, what should people? Well, people tend to focus on certain things um, yeah. in the early few weeks, and maybe that that they shouldn't do uh, that might be harmful for the puppy's mental and physical development long term. Can you speak well, about some of those things? You know, one of the first things I'm going to say is high octane groups of puppies or groups of dogs oh. clashing together and it all yeah. just being crackers. That mm. stuff isn't going to help anybody. Mm. Um, so think, you know, in terms of social outlets, think, well, first of all, your time. Mm -hmm. So you spending time with your puppy, you yeah. are the most important social element in your puppy's life. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, pet, pet dogs. Um, you know, you are the center of their social world. You're their guide. You're the model that they use to understand their world, to explore their world, to um, dictate how they're going to respond to things in their world. So, you know, build that bond with them, spend that time with them, develop that relationship with them. Um, you know, and that takes time. It doesn't happen of overnight. Course. It takes months and months and months, but certainly getting those foundations. So that would be the first thing that I would say is, mm -hmm. you know, we, we rush to get them out running around with other dogs mm -hmm. and, you know, we're beginning to learn a history of doing that possibly isn't the best idea in the world, but mm -hmm. we do want them to, to have outlets and friends, doggy friends as well. So yeah. think more about it from a point of view of model, uh, having a model dog. So yeah. going and hanging another out dog. with another dog, hanging mm -hmm. out. And of course they can play and they learn social skills and play skills and things like that. But it should be more about them having time together rather than it being this 
acute sudden rush of craziness um yeah. and then they're brought home and it's done for another week you know and um, that stuff probably isn't terribly helpful um mm, long term no. so those are the you know in terms of the social development i suppose those are the things to do but okay. you know getting your puppy out and thinking in terms of adventures rather than walks suburban walks now i know that might be different for the guide dogs puppies because they're obviously you're, you're doing kind of training stuff as well yeah. but you know puppies need to get out into the world and experience the world in as least contrived way as possible yeah so bringing them to places where you know once it's safe to do that where they can safely be a puppy and explore and you know all of those things and long lines are a fantastic thing Mm -hmm. um for allowing that to happen so that they have you know that there's a little bit of autonomy that it's not just you always dictating where they go and what they do and then throwing food around to keep them with you or to redirect them over here and i'm not saying those things don't happen but you know as little as possible step back and let them interact with their environment and then tons of things to destroy tons of things to manipulate tons of things that they can run around with and explore and i often say to new puppy owners is every single day introduce a novel thing in the garden or whatever or in the kitchen Mm. so that puppy is like oh my god toilet roll tubes or you know whatever just like (laughs) everything is new to them yeah yeah, they are brilliant and i see so many ads for like brands now starting to develop rollless toilet rolls yeah do you see that that? and i'm like you're gonna put me out of business seriously you need to stop this what what film or tv show was that that were like ah you should invest in toilet roll because it's it's never changed it's it's design it'll never go out of business oh my god that's what's gonna happen they're gonna get rid of the inner the cardboard innards and i'm done for them (laughs) (laughs) yeah they still have kitchen roll and things like that i guess but then they'll all go that way won't they i presume if one of them does it they'll all do it i wonder why Hmm. I presume it's to save costs. You don't we have to. Never I can't know believe what we're going to start talking about. Yeah, I was just going to say I can't believe we're now talking about toilet roll. So you know, maybe we'll edit this out or something. <laughs> ah, otherwise, no we, we'll lose no audience. No, <laughs> drop like flies. But yeah, so you know, novel items for them to manipulate and destroy. And I often say having you know like a little kind of puppy box, like a box on the floor where you just add odd things to every day. And sometimes mm. there's food. It's not you know generally food. It doesn't have to be food related, but you can add food to it. A plastic bottle with all the bits off it you could add you know some paper you know crumpled up an old you know an old paper that you're looking at and you got rid of you know those sorts of things yeah. just so that the puppy checks it every day and it's like oh my god this is amazing and also you can redirect them there if they're getting up to no good you know you can kind of wiggle the box and they'll go over and have a look at, at stuff but they need things puppies need stuff mm. your, your home like with a puppy your home should kind of look like a pet shop that has had a puppy <laughs> party in it you know there should be stuff they need things because otherwise they go and find your stuff um, or they'll they become do. frustrated and, and and that kind of stuff. So they need things that they can grab. They need toys, um, you know, that encourage different types of behavior. So chewing things, carrying things, manipulating it in some way, burying it, hiding it, you know, all of the various activities that they could possibly do with an item. Um, so you can think outside of just, you know, traditional puppy toys i suppose uh, which you need those as well um but you know other items as well providing they're safe for uh, for that puppy um mm. and you know both to interact with them with it and to allow them to explore it as well 
you know, yeah. for both of those things. So I would be doing a lot of that and a lot of play and being goofy and encouraging your puppy to follow you or you to follow puppy and, you know, those sorts of silly kind of things. Um, and, uh, and, and very much making sure that it's a dance. So you're responding to your partner's um, behavior and they're yeah. responding to yours, you know, so I would be doing a lot In of a that. Nice way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so 100 yeah. days basically is what you, you need to do. <laughs> you need to do that. And you mentioned autonomy um, earlier and mm-hmm. yeah, choice is like so important as well. And, and you can see when they do have that, uh, you know, choice and different, like you said, like one thing a day, anyone can do mm-hmm. that, one new thing a day. It's it's massive for them because they feel mm-hmm. like that, yeah, this is, yeah. They, 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 they have some kind of control and power over their, their choices they, they, rather than us telling them, here, you go here, you chew this, you do that you come with me here it's exactly. nice for them to have yeah. yeah yeah so we have to set up the world so that they can be puppies in it so that means that we have to adjust some stuff we might have to bring them to a place we might have to change things around um so that they you know so rather than trying to stop them from being puppies all the time by pulling them over here and telling them to stop this or keeping them on a short lead all those sorts of things which is what you know people want to do or that's the temptation mm. instead they think they're supposed to do i think right. a lot of it they yeah. think they're supposed yeah. to do yeah. it yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of kind of cultural pressure there that the dog should look mm. well behaved, you know, um, which and yeah. it's the same in children as well. I mean, there's a oh, move yeah. to, to kind of break away from that too, mm. recognizing what children and puppies need to actually develop, you know, and what's normal for them. Puppies are not supposed to be quiet and still and reserved and polite. There's no part of that that's normal for puppies. No. Puppies are supposed to be wild and into everything and totally rude. I yeah. mean, what I say is, is that they're obnoxious in the best possible way. That's what yeah. I say about puppies, you know, yeah. um, in all the most beautiful ways, but that's what yeah. they should be. And if they're not, well, then we're kind of a little bit worried about them. Then we, well, we're yeah. worried that they're a little oh. bit overwhelmed by the world and we have to do more remedial work so you know so so that's quite an important distinction puppies should be like i say obnoxious in a very nice way but obnoxious yeah Yeah. you're definitely worried about them if and and Mm -hmm. it's happened in the past even with some of our pups um particularly if they have come externally to us maybe do you know what i mean um and we we would have the razor telling me oh she's so good she's Mm, so quiet you don't even know she's here and you're like oh oh oh, no that doesn't sound right yikes (laughs) Yeah. yeah That's not right for a puppy. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously we can, we can, and we have to try and get in and help straight away. But, yes. um, and work that out. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because you, 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 you want to, people are automatic. And it is, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing. And we're going, we're going to, um, spoiler alert, come on, on the next episode and talk about, passive training and how to yeah. teach your puppy to, to switch off and stuff like that which mm-hmm. is, is is can be a difficult thing to do but it's definitely something that they need to be taught because they come with the on switch on and it's that's that's normal do you know what I mean um, but um, I think it, a lot of people's focus is on how do I quiet this puppy down like you yes. said you know I, I want them to be quiet now and just I want them to be I want to be able to pick them up and put them down whenever it suits yeah. my schedule kind of thing but like they're likened to toddlers for for a reason, and you, you know if you take your eye off them or if you're not giving them stuff yeah. to focus on, uh, and they're not getting number one your attention, um, it's yeah. I mean you're gonna have you're gonna have long 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 days. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that meme, there's a really funny meme that says something like silence is golden unless you have a puppy and then it's very, very scary or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, and yeah. that, I think that's totally true. Like if they're quiet and you haven't heard from them in a couple of minutes, they're probably doing something really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know, and, and you would have some people say, ah, it's keeping them quiet, you know, and no matter what they're chewing on, you know, yeah. and you're like, no. Oh, yeah. Well, we no. want to make sure that we're providing them all the things to chew on, uh, you know, but at mm. the same time, I will say they're babies. And if they chew a couple of the wrong things, I mean, this isn't the end of Again, all this things, is something you know? that we tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. We have time. They're going to yeah, chew something you don't time. want them to yeah. chew. Of course. Oh, Again, many things. Yeah, yeah, we can. We it's up to us to control the environment and to provide yeah. appropriate provide stuff a ton as well. Of things. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and lots of different types of things. So people, you know, people will be like, "Oh, here's a nyla bone," you know, and the, oh, they have loads of things to chew. Look, they have a nyla bone, and it's just like a boring nyla bone. And unless you have a I really know. like intense chewer, like my dog loves a nyla bone and will happily sit there with a flavorless you know the flavor whatever flavor oh yeah yeah and we'll just happily sit there and chew it all right okay uh yeah but i mean (laughs) yeah i'm stuff so but also crazy um yeah so but like so he's yeah he's a real proper chewer you know Mm. he will just chew any of the things in a crappy boring nylabone which is great Uh, it's obviously not crappy or boring to him he's obviously totally into that but we'll Mm. also chew all the other exciting things like pizzles and stuff like that um so you know we need to have a range of things (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's so many things and like he's nearly 11 grand and I would still make sure that I have so many things out for chewing. Well, so of that course. He doesn't chew. Well, if any. you don't have that yeah, stuff, well, none, yeah, none, yeah, none yeah, of well, us have a hope. I, Come yeah. on. But I mean, like, this is a dog now that would very easily could chew through a house. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he had the opportunity. And uh, that would sound like great fun to him. And he has never, not Challenge once, accepted. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'll just <laughs> let him hear this. Uh, <laughs> um, but he has never once chewed something that I don't, that I didn't no, want to chew. No, that's amazing. Yeah. In uh, nearly 11 years. Yeah. And I take that as a massive win and a ton of management and an absolute extreme amount of dog toys. I have a yeah. problem. Yeah, no, it's a problem, but it's, you know, an he extreme, is quality yeah. control for a dog. Yeah. Toys. Oh my God. And none stand up. I mean, no. ridiculous. None Still. Come on, no, people. Don't. We said this no. a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Let's start Send sending Anne stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them in. Them, not, not to Anne, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, Deck. Yeah. 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 To Deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it is, you know, so it is absolutely possible to do that. And everybody thinks their dog is the worst chewer. Um, but, you know, providing them with a ton of things that they get different sort of things that people will say, um, oh, well, I, if I give them stuff to chew, he just destroys it and i'm like yeah yep that's the point job but. done and <laughs> as well here's another one for you as well so i i would have it i'd come across it a lot as well and again it would be maybe the husband and wife or mm-hmm. partners are disagreeing on this so generally again sorry guys but it's usually you that that say oh, i gave us. me all you should I, be saying it's usually us <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah oh what do you mean i wouldn't yeah of course yeah i am one of you yeah oh yeah exactly so yeah no i mean say okay the old the slipper thing right yeah. so chewing on the shoes and you say oh, i gave me old slipper and then mm-hmm. the other person said well no because then you're teaching him to to chew slippers for the mm-hmm. rest of his life what do you say to those people um, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's any definites about this. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I think that dogs so, and certainly some individual dogs kind of get a taste for certain things yeah. that they like, you know, so they even the smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they particularly mm. like, you know, and well, maybe I stuff. don't maybe mm. I don't mean particular taste, you know, another sense, but that kind whatever, you know, the thing is made yeah. out of or whatever behaviors it brings. So like Decker would be particularly interested in fabric. And so mm-hmm. um, anything like, so any sort of stuffed toy, it doesn't matter. And people will be like, no, this is a really tough one. Or my dog had this and he never destroyed it, but destroys all others. And I'm like, no. So anything that's stitched 
I would say, fabric that's stitched, he will need to break those <laughs> oh stitches. God. Yeah, so it doesn't funny. matter. There doesn't have to be anything inside it, but if there's a join, he needs to break that join. So I definitely <laughs> think, but like at the same time, I've soft furnishings everywhere because I do have a problem with not only buying dog toys but also cushions. Um, that's another <laughs> problem I have. And like he's never destroyed anything like that because he's always been given a ton of like I will buy stuffed toys just for him to. Just dissect. Yeah, yeah, dissect right. and rip up. And like will destroy and it will be smithereens. Like it is not, you know, just that I open it. It's I must open it and then it must be in a million pieces. Like I often say his life's work is taking big things and making them into many little things. Um, because that's you know, he just likes to shred stuff. Um, you know, and so that like so I definitely think that that's a thing. But at the same time, he never learned that cushions provide him with that sensory feedback. So he doesn't mm-hmm. do it to cushions or duvets or bedding or anything like that. Like he's never chewed his own beds. Yeah, it's, Never it's, ripped it's up a lot a to do with what the dog is getting or any, whatever the yeah. animal is getting back. Yeah, from so I brain. so I never like I always made sure that so like you know so his own he's always had plush beds and vet bed and duvets in his beds and crates and things like that and you know from the time he was a baby. So even though I was managing it to prevent him chewing other things like soft furnishings of mine and sofas and stuff like that, he still had his own bedding and all that stuff and never chewed any of that and has never ripped any of that because I've always made sure that I've gone okay. Well, what does he? Need well here's a ton of things you can dissect and yeah. rip up because obviously that's a thing that you like to do so you can have a ton of those and because of that he's never done any of the others so you know mm. if I get if he was into slippers or shoes or whatever um, and I have actually given him shoes and slippers and things like that before um, and I've given them to him and he's not ever touched um, my shoes or anything like that or my stuff or, or those sorts of things um, though he would carry them around he yeah, and I like think to carry shoes around. That's kind of generally what tends to happen. Like yeah. when when there's a potential argument at home yeah, over this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a while, it, it's they just they 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 see it. That's their slipper to yeah. to chew. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So there is definitely something to it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, I, I think it can depend on the individual dog. And I'm not going to say that there's no dog that will start to hunt slippers down, you know, because I'm sh- those dogs exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would say for the most part, if we give them, you know, shoe, a shoe or slipper and we make sure that they have, like we're looking really clearly at what they're getting out of that. And we have to remember like shoes to dogs and sometimes to people are really smelly and they're full yeah. of our smell mm-hmm. and it might be very comforting for them to have that in their bed. It might mm-hmm. be very comforting for them to carry it around or to have it when you're not available to them. You know, so there is that. But also think of like what we like in shoes. We often like, you know, really padded out soft fabric you know, like like the best leather and things like that, you know, <laughs> that would absolutely be the most amazing chew for a dog. Like think of the sensory kind of, you know, feedback yeah. they get from chewing that, you know, that real putting it down onto the back molars and really working on it, you know, that would be absolute joy um, to a dog. So we do have to think about those sorts of things. So mm. like think, but what are they getting out of this? Well, what are the things I can give them that he can have tons of those and I'm going to keep my things that I don't want him to get at really safe for a period of time until he gets addicted to these specific yokes. And and then I can start to, you know, wean it then that way. So that's what I would do. And that's certainly what I've done with um, my power chewer. Okay, cool. Mm. Well, there but, you yeah, are. Like that conversation, all, that question always comes up. It does. Always, always, and always. And I, I yeah, mm. I don't have any guarantees no. um, about it because there are some dogs that definitely 
we'll oh, there's no guarantees on any of it is there no, no no not at all no no nothing's black that's and white we're here talking about all of these yes, different variables for such things. a long time that's why it yeah. takes so long for us to talk about anything there's no straightforward yes no answer yeah <laughs> so basically bring them out in long lines and bring them yes. home give them loads of slippers and yes. they'll be grand done sorted yeah. <laughs> puppy raised no. no that's great I think that's cool and I think it's it's something again for our volunteers, we they have us to be able to tell them, you know, when you see the dog do this, then we're going to do this. And mm-hmm. um, but for a lot of pet owners, which is what who we're really doing this for, yeah, they don't know and they're not really sure what to do, and yeah. and then it becomes what their brother or their neighbor or yeah, their the mom guy or dad's or yeah, yeah, are telling them, and you know, it's usually they're trying to do the best thing for the puppies, so it's good to have some. Um, positive to, to stay there but also some things to avoid yes if you can if you can yeah exactly and get help I mean I say this oh, every yeah, time of course. but I mean get help Talk yeah to us get help. yeah absolutely yeah. okay cool takes well, a village yeah <laughs> 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 it sure does um, yeah. yeah so okay cool well well, let's um, like I said we, we um, we're going to come back and do some management and passive training stuff in the next episode, which cool. which should be pretty cool. Um, we've we've one or two more topics right now that we want to cover, and that's one of them. Um, um, in our kind of puppy realm, and mm-hmm. then we will we will see what we do next. But for now, yeah. <laughs> we will be back soon enough, hopefully, and we'll we will be talking about that. But thanks a million again, and that's that great. was Thank awesome you. as always. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. I will talk to you very soon. Okay, okay. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye. Thanks again so much for listening today, guys. And as always, thank you so, so much for all the positive feedback and for your suggestions. If you enjoy the show, remember to please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and recommend it to your friends and family to help us reach and help more people and their dogs. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter at BarksidePod and also on Instagram at BarksidePod to help grow our online community. If there are topics you would like to hear us cover in future episodes, again, please share those with us on social media or simply mail us at barksidepod at gmail.com and we will do our very, very best to cover those in future episodes. Look after yourselves and your doggies. Thanks again for joining us and we look forward to seeing you here again real, real soon.